0: brought to you by Simply Light. Introducing Simply Light Lemonade. Can you hear that? That's the sweet sound of 75% less sugar and calories. We want to make sure you hear it's 75% less sugar and calories because it tastes so good.
1: Here's Dr. Tim Ryan, president of the Culinary Institute of America, discussing what he calls the American food revolution of the 1980s and 1990s when American chefs, yet again, struggled to throw off European dominance in the kitchen and establish their own uniquely American style of cooking.
0: though Some people say that this was an American food evolution. I really prefer to, to think of it as a revolution, because we were really making a radical and dramatic departure from what had happened. This new generation of chefs in America, some like Wolfgang Puck, who came from Europe, Others were trained at the CIA, like Larry Forgio or Dean Fearing, or, or Jasper White, uh, and some completely representative of the region they were born in, like Paul Perdom, uh basically looked to Europe and said, why, why are these folks the masters of the culinary universe? We have great products. We have great tradition. We have great history. We have all these ethnic influences, and we can do it. It was a really exciting time.
1: From Parkinson to Puck, to Prudhomme. It seems little has changed in the hundred years of American cooking. But back in the 1870s, Parkinson's letter didn't fall on deaf ears. While Parkinson himself had already retired from the restaurant industry, it fell to two Philadelphia wine merchants, Tobiason and Heilbrunn, to spearhead the first great American restaurant as it was to be called at the 1876 Centennial Exposition. Built at the heart of the fairgrounds, the massive two-story, specially-built restaurant could seat a total of 5,000 people at a time, including a banquet hall that could hold an additional 600. The building also featured private parlors, reading rooms, smoking rooms, even indoor bathrooms—quite the luxury for an 1870s fair restaurant. The restaurant even featured a special pavilion dedicated just to ice cream a nod to Philadelphia's well-established love of the sweet treat. But it would be an uphill battle for the great American restaurant at the Centennial Exhibition. Despite Parkinson's defense of a unified American cuisine two years earlier, this didn't stop fair organizers from opening a separate restaurant of the South as it was known, which was billed as a place for visitors from that region to rest and relax, even featuring live scenes of plantation life, from the days of the Confederacy. There was also a historical New England kitchen, specializing in foods of early American settlers. And at the Women's Pavilion, the first building entirely dedicated to the industry and arts of American women, a cooking school was set up.